it's really interesting. My sister and I had a conversation once about like why she has a problem with this whole like everyone wants to be the main character. Mm -hmm. And it's like you are you might be the main character in your own life, but you are not the main character in somebody else's life. This is important. Yes. And so like if someone cheats on you, it it's not it's not because it was your fault or something that you did. This person as the main character in their own life made a decision mm -hmm. and it affected you as a side mm -hmm. character in their life. Mm. But if you are the main character in your own story, mm. all you can do is understand that this side character in your life made a decision that hurt you. But yep. now you can you can move forward. Yep. It does not have to be something that now I have to take the burden of that. The beauty of it is it can it could be edifying not just for dating but also professionally also with platonic relationships where like if you come into work and someone kind of flies off the handle at you or you know speaks to you in a way that you don't like you don't have to internalize that as this means that i'm bad at my job you can just kind of be like wow that person has a lot going on um set a boundary deal with it accordingly whatever you feel like doing but it, it, it frees you from the need to internalize the things that people do do to you because it's oh absolutely because I mean, goodness gracious how many people do we interact with every day like oh my gosh just be carrying these huge burdens with us every single day everywhere we go exactly especially as content creators i feel like if you didn't have that understanding it'd be so i mean it'd be so easy to just be driven off the app oh yes absolutely and that's actually like part of a boundary I created for myself with mm -hmm. how I react to people because you know, I always say like Beyonce doesn't respond to <laughs> Beyonce doesn't respond to haters right and I always thought like you know especially when you see like celebrities IGs you're like wow this person had like 2,000 comments mm -hmm. people that are like I love you I think you're amazing mm -hmm. and like three people that are trolls are the people mm -hmm. that get under your skin mm -hmm. and I said for me I don't want to allow three people out of two like a, out of a huge crowd to mm. negatively impact how you interact with people on social media so 100%. like if i see a comment that's just like just so out of bounds i just block that person you will never get yep. a, even a thumbs down from you will never get a reaction out of me i love because that. 100 other people love me right period but then when i see foolishness then i'm like well i have time today i'm sitting in my car I'm drinking starbucks <laughs> you know <laughs> I have a little time. <laughs> right, right, right. And I so, think that's beautiful. Otherwise, you basically, it's like you're chasing, um, you're chasing bad vibes. No, that's so important. And I think what you said about Beyonce too, is that she just doesn't ever respond. Like just feeling in control, I think is the important thing for me is that I want to be someone who makes decisions and mm -hmm. not reactions, right? Yes, Where exactly. it's like, I mean, the more your platform grows, it's almost sick the way that people will stitch you, duet you, and reply to comments or try to create beef, kind of draw you out. And I think one of the things that has been really healthy and life-giving for me is to just starve them of the, of the attention yeah. that they so desperately seek and just not and just act like I never saw it. Yeah, you are nobody to me. Period. But I Period. am everybody to you. You took 20 minutes to respond to this comment. You took 20 minutes yes. to, or an hour to create yes. this stitch. It right. took me one second to block you. One second. <laughs> one one second. second to block right. you. And so you're right. That. Like actually looking at life in general as a place where you can make decisions mm. and you don't always have to 
be reactive or defensive to things it takes that like idea of control back into your hands yes 100%. like that anxiety that goes into dating oh my god yes. the anxiety that goes into dating when you feel like you are always at the mercy of oh does this person like me oh, oh my, my god gosh. they didn't call me like mm. you make a decision like these are the things that matter to me and if this person doesn't do them then they are not worth my time it takes all the like the reactive um emotional you know, aspects out of it. And I love that you touched on that because for me personally, I felt like it took hitting 30 to actually get there. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> and I don't know what did it for you at 30, but I think for me at 30, what did it was like, now I've already missed every deadline, right? Like mm -hmm. it's almost like the, the pressure you feel writing a paper that's due at 11.59 when oh you're God. writing it at 10 p.m., Oh my God. The, and, I call this know, the do today, do today syndrome. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's like that pressure you feel at 10 PM writing a paper that's due at 1159, right? Versus mm -hmm. almost <laughs> the relief when you hit 1 AM and you're not done, but you're still writing. And that paper <laughs> might as well take my time. <laughs> might as listen, I might as well create a masterpiece because I've already, I've missed the deadline. It's, yeah. you know, so there's that. I might as well try to now write the best paper I've, I've ever written, right? Gotta make up for these points. <laughs> I'm getting freaking late. <laughs> make up for these points. And I think that's how it was for me at 30 when it came to dating, where I was like, well, we're not getting married by 30. That ship has mm -hmm. sailed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, now my standards are that much higher. Mm -hmm. Now my tolerance is that much lower. Now I'm that much less apologetic when it comes to cutting somebody off mm -hmm. because I'm not sitting there hoping and waiting, like maybe we can make it, maybe we can make it. And I don't know if that was like similar to you, but that was very much part of what was so liberating for me about 30. My experience was really similar, but it was actually something my mom said mm. that really carried into like what I take into every area of my life. Mm. She said, Fumi, it's not who marries first, it's who marries best. She said, your friends that are already getting married, like, that's great for them. But what's the point of you getting married today if you're miserable? If you marry just yes. someone just to be married? She said, yes. I'd rather you get married at 40 and be so happy uh, than yes. to rush into something and be unhappy today just to say you're married. Yes. And I thought, this applies to everything. It's not who's making the most money at their job. It's who mm. is the most satisfied at their job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not always who gets the most opportunities like as a content creator it's so easy for me to look around and be like oh my god this person gets so many sponsorships mm. you know but then i thought oh my god like i might not get every sponsorship but i get really really good ones like i get yes. the best sponsorships that i want mm. like I, once mm. i want not just ones that are going to give me a check friendships i might mm -hmm. not have the most friends but the friends i do have are fucking bomb they're amazing period, period. you know and yeah. i realize it's not always who has who I guess so who has the most or who has the soonest of it, but who has the best of it. I love that so much. And honestly, it reminds me of something that I heard someone say on social media, which is if you don't want what they want, you shouldn't care what they have. Oh my God. Yes. I think I was actually talking to my sister once about like a friend that had bought a house. I was like, oh, maybe I need to buy a house. Like I'm in my thirties. It seems like everyone's buying a house. Oh and my, my sister God. was like, do you even want a house? Like, what do you want a house Seriously. for? Seriously. Like, be, be honest. Like, what do you want a be house so for? Be so for real. Know. Right. I feel like, you know, everyone's like, well, you're 30. You should have a house by now. You should. She's like, but do you want that? 
being confident enough to want what you want and just be content in that. Mm -hmm. Be content in that because comparison is the thief of joy. The hey, season that you're in in your life right now may not require what somebody else has in their life at that moment. Yes, yeah. And it doesn't mean like that thing will never happen to you. It just means like, honestly, right now you don't need it. I honestly don't. don't need kids right now. I would love to be a mother Girl. someday. But yes. when I'm like realistic, I'm like, bro, feel me, be, be for real. Be so for real. Like, be, be so for real. For like, real. you don't need a child right now. And okay. So it's just like a great way. To, I love that. It's so powerful because you're like, oh my goodness, that's yep. something I don't, I don't need right now. Like, I can't want something I don't need. Period. I think a lot of women in their 20s, because of the content that's on social media with all of the, these podcasts, um, are feeling like, you know, well, my options are going to dry up when I'm 30 and men aren't going to want me. And so I was hoping, you know, as a woman who is in her 30s, like, yeah. can you shed some, some light on what the reality of the situation is? I definitely can relate because I used to think, oh my God, once I hit there, I'm going to be washed up. Like mm -hmm. now these men are going to want to date 25-year-olds. Mm -hmm. Why would they want to date me when they can mm -hmm. date a 25-year-old? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the truth is there's 8 billion people on this planet. <laughs> there's 8, 8 billion. Yeah. There's 8 billion people on this planet. Yeah. Um, let's say roughly half of them are men. Let's say roughly the right. Let's say the roughly a third of them are not useless. That's <laughs> <laughs> leaves you with a lot of options. I I realize like approaching life as an in, with an abundance mindset. Like there are plenty of options out there, mm. and I might not see them yet. But that doesn't mean that they don't exist. I have a friend that when she started, um, she's a therapist. She approached me a few months ago. I was like, Fumi, like, I just moved to a new city. I'm really struggling to get new clients. She's like, should I just maybe do something else? I said, girl, there are plenty of clients in the city. Mm. There are, the clients are out there. The clients exist. They just haven't found you yet. Mm. Now, like three months later, she was like, girl, my caseload is full. Mm. Like, I have a full client list. I'm like, yeah, because you didn't have to go make these clients out of clay. They were out there. Yeah. They just didn't know who you were yet. I love and that. And so with dating, it's like, it's the same. Like, no matter what age you're at, like, you know, there are pl there are options out there. Like, they may mm. not have found you, mm. but they're, they're out there. Like, mm. in one way or another, like, you will encounter um, the right person, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's not like something happens where you hit 30 and then all the life is like sucked. Yeah, you don't get me. like a you don't get like a big like red 30 on your forehead. You know, people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you're 30. And it's like, yeah, this is what 30 year olds look like. Mm -hmm. This is what we act like. Like we still yeah. have fun. Yeah, we, we still have a blast. We still go. Yeah. <laughs> the only like, difference is we is... have a lot more money now. <laughs> a lot more money. Oh my God. Like if someone had told me, Fumi, your 30s would be your best decade, I would have been Literally. like, let me call me Sleeping Beauty. I just want <laughs> to wake up and be there. <laughs> no, like honestly, it's like I can honestly say the same thing where 30 has been the best decade so far and it's not even close. Absolutely. It's and kudos to those in their 20s that are living their 30s life already. I know Come that on. when I was in my 20s, I was very broke and very confused. <laughs> I was very, like, it was just not even. I honestly feel like, and I think that's something, too, um, that I, I want, uh, you know, people listening to understand is that if you're in your 20s and you're having, like, a hard time, that was really hard for me because my 20s were not a great time for me at all whatsoever. Like, I was very unhappy. I was very unfulfilled. I, you know... It just wasn't a good time. And I think what made it worse is feeling like the 20s were supposed to be the best part of my life or the best years yeah. of my life. Yeah. And so it was like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. 
it's like okay if i'm not experiencing a good time now like is it going to get worse exactly like, you know it exactly. gives you nothing to look forward to until exactly. you get there and you're like oh, i'm at the mountaintop <sighs> i'm at the mountaintop i can't wait to tell people like when people ask me oh how old i'm like 32 and a half period period 32 and 17 days yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like 30 has been very good to me 30s yeah. has been amazing for me i love it here it's been great it's so wonderful because yes. you feel so calm you have so much confidence and you have you i feel like so very very self-assured like yes. i feel very sure of yes. who i am yeah so now like i feel like you can't rock me like you can't 100%. throw anything at me that's 100%. going to make me doubt myself and there's nothing that you can dangle in front of me to make me compromise my standards or boundaries mm -hmm. there's there's no deadline there's no pressure it's just just vibes yeah, that's it. Just vibes. So you just, just vibes. enjoying life, just enjoying life, enjoying yourself yes. and enjoying the, the products of your hard work, you know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Please do not fall into the trap of getting really low and thinking, you know, if your twenties aren't amazing, then that means that you just have nothing to look forward to it. Like a lot of women just blossom in a way that you can't even imagine after yeah. 30 yeah. and find love, find the love of their lives and find fulfillment outside of that. Like you just, you have a lot to look forward to. Oh my gosh, last year I dated this guy and I was like, oh. it, it it went well, but it, like I knew when I had to walk away. And in my mm -hmm. mind, like there was so many things I kind of wrestled with, like, oh my mm -hmm. God, this is like literally the finest guy I've ever dated. He's so mm -hmm. tall, he's so good looking. He's very hardworking, he has a great, I mean, just, there were so many great things about him that on paper, I was like, oh, this is literally the perfect guy. But then like, there were things that happened in the relationship that I was not getting, that I know I needed. Like I needed to have these things. These were not things I could walk away from like, or overlook. So I told myself like, for me, if you cannot walk away from someone who seems like they're perfect on paper, you will never be able to walk away from anything because no matter how good this person looks or all these qualities that they might have that like you think will add to your life, if you cannot walk away from those things, then you will never be able to like put yourself first. And you yes, know, yes. I realized even with like career, like can you walk away from a million dollars because you think you deserve $2 million? Mm. You know, you have to be able to say this, this is what I deserve. No matter how anybody else might look at this and think this is perfect. I know I deserve, I still deserve more. That's major without going into detail. Like, like how do you decide what, what the things are that you can live without? or can live with and what are the things that you can't i thought about like if all of those things were taken away like if he got to a car accident he was paralyzed or he mm. lost his job you know or mm. you know he decides he wants to go work for doctors without borders or something i don't know like mm -hmm. like are the, all those like amazing qualities that are on paper or if he got disfigured in an accident mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. are all of those things what the things that are i'm, I'm looking at how mm -hmm. much do they affect the things that I still need? Like if you're in an accident, like you would still, you might still be a kind and compassionate or generous person, right? Mm. I think about like the emotional aspects of all those things that can't be stripped away, you know? You have to be able to look at the qualities that can, that can be affected by anything in life. Mm. 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 And if those things like don't matter to you, then okay, maybe this is the right person. But if those things like do matter to you, then I think you should you should keep looking. What do you think about what they say about when you find the one that you just know? 
Oh my God. I think that, <laughs> I think that <laughs> it's never just like, okay, I found the one. I think mm -hmm. sometimes like you get closer and closer to finding the, to getting the things that you like in a relationship. When you find like the person that has all of the qualities, it feels like kind of like that story of Goldilocks mm. and how she goes and she tries like the different beds until she finds the right bed. Right. It's like you try this guy and you're like, okay, like he's cool, but he doesn't have this. Mm. Then you try the next thing. It's like, well, this is a lot better, but still like not exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. Then you get to the next guy and you're like, you know what? This person has all the qualities I like. This, I feel really comfortable here. I feel really safe. Mm -hmm. I feel respected, mm -hmm. cherished. This is the right person for me. I think that's mm -hmm. how it feels. Yeah. It's not like a magic. I don't think it's a magical moment because you have to discover all those things. It feels I, like magic. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think it's also that needs to be balanced with an understanding that no one on earth is going to be 100% perfect. Oh, no. But they might be good for you. Yes. Yes. They just need. And that's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, that person just needs to be good for you. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be good for your friends. They just need to be good for you because you're the one that has to be with them. There was one more question, and it's one of the most frequently asked questions, right? Okay. Um, that women want to know, and that's how to get over, like, a really heart-wrenching breakup. We know that, like, this is going to differ for everyone, right? But what were some of the things that you would recommend that people do, and then what were some of the things that you think you would say, you know, you can skip this part. It's probably not the best um, long-term decision for your journey. Okay, so I'm going to recommend if you can afford it and you have the resources to do, you should go to therapy. You will mm. go to therapy and unpack so many things in your life that you did not realize you might have carried into that relationship. Um, number one. Number two is honestly, do not take this relationship breakup as a failure or a reflection on who you are. A lot of times it's so easy to internalize a breakup as like a failure on your part. Like, oh, I didn't do enough. Oh, like, oh, if I just done this. Um, understanding, taking yourself out of the center of that relationship will be the easiest way to be able to heal from it and build yourself back up. Um, that's number one, or I guess number two. But number three is really about focusing on your healing journey mm. and like looking at the things in your life that feel broken from mm. that relationship mm -hmm. and working on finding ways to build back up. Like whether it's your self-esteem, mm. whether it's maybe like, I mean, what I, I started going to the gym after my last breakup mm -hmm. because it was the option was lay in bed and cry or go to the gym. I said, well, I guess I'll cry at the gym at least, you know, <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to cry somewhere, so at least I'll cry, cry on the treadmill. Right, right. And it became like building a routine is honestly a really great way of healing through a relationship because yes. your emotions can be so unpredictable. Like mm. one day you might feel okay, another day you might feel horrible. But when you create a routine for yourself, it kind of gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. And add some normalcy back into your life, especially maybe if you live with that person or you spent a lot of time with them, you know? Mm. And then the last thing is really to have like a good support system mm. of people around you that can like kind of like boost you on days when you feel really low. Like on days mm. when you want to just have a really good cry, like you might have a friend that you guys eat pizza together and watch a movie mm. or, you know, talk to her on the phone, like, <laughs> or maybe go shopping with or something. But mm. it just really helps to have a good support system of people that, this can be there for you on the days when you need a little bit, you just need a little bit more, someone to lean on, you know? Mm. But the worst thing you can do is honestly, like internalize your entire breakup mm. as something that was your fault. Yes. Um, honestly, take yourself out of the center. That's the biggest thing that's going to help you yeah. to heal through what you went through. 
100%. I know that they say this and they say it as a joke. The best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Mm -hmm. But I will say the an easier way to like realize that this person is not the end all be all of your life mm -hmm. and to like understand like you have all, like the plenty of fish in the sea is sometimes it is today honestly yeah it is not not like go into it and think okay i just you know i need all this attention i need like the next love of my life yeah. but just to know like hey like there are fish in the sea yeah and although this this relationship you know this breakup did hurt like yeah i know that i have hope that there's more out there for me. There's hope. Like this idea of hope yeah. is really, really important. I love that. And I think, you know, I love that you're talking about therapy because it's something that, you know, is still stigmatized in a lot of communities, but it's so important. And I'm a huge proponent of therapy, you know. Listen, team therapy is cool. Honestly, it therapy is. Is, it, Therapy can be cool. Like, you don't, it, it doesn't have to be something that you're embarrassed. Like, people love saying, oh, like, my SA, my SA at Dior, my SA at Louis Vuitton. How right. How, talk to me about uh -huh. your therapy. Yes. I was talking to someone recently, and I was like, wouldn't it be great if the same way you go get a physical, you just go see a therapist every six months? Absolutely. Whether or not something's wrong, just go talk to someone and just, you know, check out how things are going. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little tune up, you know, it's like a getting, a, getting your getting your oil changed in your car. Yep, you know? you just a, need a little, little tune up. Yep. A little tune up. Just go talk to someone. Make sure everything's OK. Let's mm -hmm. not, you know, I, I want to get to a point where it's like you talk about your therapist and no one's like, oh, my God, what happened? Is everything OK? It's like, no, everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's I always say you don't fine. have to always go to therapy when you're experiencing like the worst times of your life. Yeah. You just go in and say, um, you know, like maybe it's, it's just like therapy is there to help you have the skills to yes. get through things 100%. that might be like a hiccup in your life or, a, you know, something that's kind of troubling to you. Perfect. But it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a catastrophe. Let's stop associating therapy with, like you said, catastrophe. Let's start seeing people who we look up to and want to emulate, quote unquote, well-adjusted people talk about therapy in a way that's like, let's normalize it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Your friends are not your therapists. They are and they're not equipped. <laughs> They, they are, are not, not qualified because all they're going to do is give you advice. Therapy is there to give you skills. Like I tell people, it's not here. We're not here to like give you just advice and like you just take our advice and run. We're here to give you skills so that like life does not have to be one cat catastrophe after another. Mm, that's real. That's real. So love that for the girls. Let's talk about therapy on Black Girl Luxury. Yes. When we talk about what we spend in a day, be sure to yes. include your therapist. I love it. Yes. People always ask how to find a good therapist. I love the Black Girl Therapy Network. Mm. Um, I love also psychologytoday.com. If you um, live in a particular city and you're looking for someone in your city, mm -hmm. um, Psychology Today, you can like narrow it by your state and city. You can also look through their profiles to see what they specialize in. So if you're looking for someone who specializes in anxiety mm. or depression, or maybe you have an eating disorder or family trauma, like people, there's, or grief, you know, mm. people specialize in so many different things. And you can go through their profiles to see, like, the person that would be the best fit for you. That is such a great plug. Anybody who's listening to this, like, this is your sign. Therapy is okay. It is not something that you have to be shamed, feel shamed about. 100%. And for those of you who come from a faith background, please know that there is a place for therapy. No matter what your religion or your belief system is, it doesn't make you, like, doesn't mean that you lack faith. It doesn't make you like a bad believer. It just, it all, everything works together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I did want to ask you though, because when I was okay. telling my girlfriend I was going to have you on, 
um, she had asked me something and I was like, I'm not the person to ask, but I do know (laughs) someone who might know the perfect answer. Um, So if we're talking about fragrances, right? Like his Uh and hers date Uh night fragrances, like what are some Uh good, like his and hers fragrance pairings? Like I know I haven't prepared you, but you're a pro. So I know that you, I know that you're up to the task. Okay, so there's this fragrance I love on men, and it's called Azaro, The Most Wanted. Mm. Um, oh, my God. This is really warm, spicy, kind of sweet fragrance. Mm. I believe it's The Most Wanted. Yeah, it's The Most Wanted for men. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. Really warm, very spicy, very sexy. Mm. Um, I would say, as a woman, I would pair that with something like maybe Angel Share by Killian. Like, I feel like together they would smell so good. Mm. Like, that would be a really good his and hers date night pairing. Girl, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. It was so good. Um, It's great, you know, getting to have a a conversation with you, like, one-on-one. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And like I said, I'm so honored to be able to join you today and Me too. to you know, um, speak to your audience. And I just really hope that um, I hope somebody gets something out of this conversation. Oh, you know? they definitely will. They definitely will. Thank you so much. I just want to say I hope everyone that's listening that you smell amazing <laughs> and that you check out Exalté. She is live and yes. um, on our website. Yes. Uh, in my bio. Please but, check it out. Um, she, just it's like it has been so overwhelmingly like we've received overwhelmingly positive um just feedback from this fragrance all over the world from mm. even huge like huge perfume brands that mm. i've met um during my time i've met so many perfume brand owners mm. and I, they've all smelled my fragrance and they're like for me this is amazing mm. thank you oh i am your competition <laughs> come on I love it. Come on, competition. Come on. (laughs) I can't wait to get mine. Ooh. You'll love it. You'll love it. Just in time for the holidays. Perfect for date nights. Listen, (laughs) I love it. I can't wait. All right, girl. Let me let you go. Have a great rest of the weekend. Um, Thank you. You too. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Talk soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.